There we go. Is that better? <laughs> it's always better. It's better at the Daily BM. Good morning, fuckers. It's another day, another week. Oh, it's going to be a good one. We have part two of Interview with an Empress. I have Mikey, my co-host, with me today. Hey, everybody. What's happening? I have Slenderman, Eric C. Yep. Go fuck yourself. And I plan on it. I already did this morning. Woke up. Yep. Took care of that. Slenderman. So, what a dick. Speaking of Slenderman, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's the only thing slender on me. Um, so, and I also have Laura Croft. Welcome back. Gracias. To the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on the show. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, Brad, is this the first time that a girl showed up for a second time? Yes. First time in my life, I can tell you that. Usually it's one and done, bro. It is not. Don't even. Usually it's like I text over and over or call over and over again, and, they, and all of a sudden it says I've been blocked. I don't what know what that's that all about. <laughs> well, no, when you're blocked? Yeah. That, means, that means it was really bad. Word. Just saying. They weren't into you. They weren't into you. And she goes, word. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Yeah, 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 I've heard that too. It's not me, it's you. No, it's not you, it's me. It's what I heard. Not the other it's not me, it's definitely you. Well, yeah, that's what that that's what that means. It means that it's definitely one hundred percent you. Oh yeah. Just gonna absorb it, just you know. Yeah, they they just given up and they basically what that means is that all the things that are wrong with you, they just can't accept. <laughs> it's me. I can't accept it. I can't accept you for the they person you are. The differences. <laughs> Yes. Oh, don't you love those when they put that out there? Like we've been dating two weeks, but it's irreconcilable differences for sure. <laughs> Look at Brad. I don't think I've ever turning right now. I don't think I've ever had anybody break up with me in two weeks or less. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have. <laughs> I'm sorry. For me, I'm not even shocked. For <laughs> me, it's the opposite. It. I can't. I can't shake them. That's my problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen to this guy, Captain Freaking Dater. No, seriously, Brad, you can attest to this. I mean, yes. you've known me for a long That's ass time. That's true. They get attached like a get mother the ever. The Klingons. Yeah. Uh, he's, he gets the stage five clingers like a it's bitch. Like she's, she's on my six. I can't get her off. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Brad, I need you to come over here. I have somebody on the She's got sight. She's got missile lock. She's got missile lock. Yeah. And Brad's I'm like, coming in for, and Brad's like, I can't come over. My wife won't let me. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, sorry, you're out of luck. <laughs> I'm like Maverick already, at the first scene. I pulled off the target. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> she's already let me go out in the yard for my 20 minutes for the day. So I can't yeah, leave. He's like, God damn it, Brad. You left me out here. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, who is anyways, this? Anyways, nothing of that bullshit. So, no, what's I, uh, exciting? I never really, I don't think I've ever gotten broke up within two weeks. Sorry, Eric. I mean, I mean, I guess oh, you're I, a loner. <laughs> what, is, what, what did you do that caused her to break up with you within yeah, two weeks? Yeah, what did weeks? you do? I, stage, stage five clinger, I guess. No. I, I have you no, were? No, I have no clue. I, I, I've dated girls and... You know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It's either I mean, going like, to be okay, hold a three-plus-year relationship or it's yeah, going to be nothing. No, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about from the point that, like, you guys, like, make it official. I'm not talking about, like, hey, we met for drinks and then, like, we oh, never the, called oh, back. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. I don't fall in that loser <laughs> category. Oh, Jesus. That's what I was talking about. Was that what you were talking about, Laura? Like, actually dating yeah, somebody? No, like, you're really, now in a no. relationship? Or you're just talking about talking, just talking to somebody? Shit. 
Oh. See, I don't think if you're not, if you haven't made it official, I don't think you need to tell the person you're not interested anymore. You just stop responding. Just be like, yeah, you ghost them. Yeah, yeah. what a dick. Um, you're make that them, guy. Make them deal with their own insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever had this happen? Have you ever, like, you hung out with somebody for a long period of time of the opposite sex, obviously, Eric? I know you, but, um, but have you hung out with the opposite sex? You end up having sex. Let's say you were in friends with them for like almost two years. You had sex with them. And then all of a sudden it's like cold turkey. You never talk to them again. No, that's a weird never. one. Laura, I had one girl that I back, like I was just out of high school, probably, I think I was like 1920. <laughs> so I was like, literally I ended up, you know, we were friends for a long time. She was like a group among the group of us ended up blasting it. And literally, literally, literally never really talked to her again. The only part I can think of that might have like thrown her off, but she's the one that did it was that I tagged her sister too. Oh, so, Jesus. You're such an asshole. So that could have been such an asshole. Such an but asshole. But I did that. I did that like two years prior. So I don't understand like why that's a big deal because it's her stepsister. Like no, but it was her stepsister. They weren't like hey, sister, this, sister. This is what happened. They she weren't came, twins. This is what happened. She came home and oh, she yeah, walked in and saw her sister and said, you were right. I should have listened to you. He really was that bad. <laughs> that was a conversation in the kitchen. <laughs> that probably was a breakfast conversation they had. They listen, man, you were absolutely correct, dude. I can't believe I slept with him. Yeah. Jesus. Should have listened to my older sis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she was the older one. Thank you. What's that? Young... that one out. You know what? Yeah, though? I had, the I had something first. similar happen now that I think about it. They were only a year apart. I did. Oh, and it was like a really young thing, like a high school thing. And I'd known this guy for a long time. And I mean, we were in high school. We we're all pretty like new to, you know, having a sex life. <laughs> Right. And at some point after like a couple of years of, you know, back and forth, uh, I end up like going out with this guy, like what we would call going out back in the day, like a short term right. thing. You don't really go out anywhere because you're not old enough to go anywhere. But we were like a thing. And then at one point we hooked up. And then after that, yeah, he got really weird and, and kind of cut a lot of the communication off. Now, mind you, this is high school. This is before, like, everyone's, like, glued to their phone and texting. So communication was already spotty. And he just seemed to be, like, not there. And I was like, well, did I do something wrong or whatever? Like, really couldn't figure it out. And then, like, later over time, I I got a confession out of him. And he told me that he was, like, so, like, (laughs) (laughs) he said that he, we wanted to fall off because he was embarrassed because he thought that his performance was bad. And that, that was the last thing on my mind. What, what I thought was that like, you know, maybe I freaked him out or he thought I was going to cling or maybe I did something that like he thought was not sexy. It was like such a level of confusion that went on for months and months. And all it ended up to be was this person's ego was on defense because he thought that he was not like living up to something after the months of expectation that we had before we had had hooked up. So it's crazy to think that, you know, what's going on or like get insecure over something that probably has very little to even do with you. (laughs) So I have to ask, was he bad? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Fucking do it! I fucking do it! And whoever you are, there's your confirmation. There's your confirmation. Yes, you sucked in the sack. However many years later, that's been haunting you. There's your answer. (laughs) It only took 10 years, 15 years to figure it out. Now he knows. Your fears were true. Your fears were true. So fucked up. I swear that's hilarious. I am so glad I'm not that guy. (laughs) Shit. I I was going to go somewhere, but I'll leave it alone. All all bravado aside, like, how many guys are, like, shitty their first couple times? I would think think you have to be. Like, how are you just going to know what to do? Like, porn. (laughs) Okay. uh, No, 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 no. I'm being, I'm being, hold on. Let me finish. I'm being serious about this. You, You watch porn when you're a younger, older, 41 year old. And you learn from it. You learn from the maneuvers. This, this, that, and the other. But I mean, so when you were in high school, you were studying yes. porn and and writing down techniques, and then going in the bathroom and practicing them in the air, like you know, air bathroom. shadow, shadow fucking. Yeah, I don't know. We we had sleepovers all the time. Wait, wait, what? Talking <laughs> talking about just throwing the lube around, watching the shooting gallery volume eight on VHS. <laughs> the shooting gallery volume eight. <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. I know. I was like, yeah, my coffee just doesn't hit the same right now. I'm just I sorry. swear to God, if you would have done that in my group of friends, you would have died that night. Like if you would have pulled out a bottle of lube and like a porno VHS and said, hey, guys, want to have some fun? You would have fucking died. You'd have been killed. Hey, fuck you. At least you I had wouldn't VHSs. Have you. I, would have, I wouldn't have killed you. I'd have been like burying you and trying to hide the evidence. The rest of the people in my group would have killed you. Like you'd have been murdered. Hey, at least you had VHS, asshole. When I was a teenager, I had to go rob a store for magazines, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying you'd have brought that on. He said said watch porn. He said watch porn. Like when I was growing up and I'm only five years younger, like there was the only thing I could watch was Skinamax. And that was like fucking grainy as shit. It was grainy as shit because my parents didn't have the money to pay for it. And you could just see a couple figures and you had to use your imagination for the rest. Exactly. Which still Sounds works. Like Laura was still busy. It still worked for like a, four, a four, like a fourteen, fifteen year old boy. Like that shit worked. And I mean, I know the first time. Like, I don't care what you say. There is nothing that. I mean, I haven't tried Eddie's sex toy that he's sure. raving about. But so far in my life, there's there is nothing that compares to actual vagina. <laughs> like the feeling of it. Like the first time you're in it, you're like. You know, I've never tried oh, wait, wait, those. Wait a minute. Wait a hold minute. on. I've never tried those flashlights either. That's and that's saying. something that's I want to talk about. I know. I, I mean, have you tried one of those? Who are you? What you say? You're asking what it's like, made out to be because no one will really admit to that they have seen one or used one before. But I know that they're popular and people do this and they hide them as a flat. I can't. Ugh, it's so weird. <laughs> Why is it so weird? What a woman I would saw- do. Like a woman would not have like, <clears throat> you know. I saw I have saw what? one. Wait, let her finish. <laughs> have what? No, I gotta hear this. I mean, you're, you're like saying that it's, a woman wouldn't do what a flashlight well, okay, would do. What's that? The thing is that it's like you hide it in your toolbox. You know, like it's a way to like like carry it around and disguise <laughs> it. That's that's what I was told that that's what people do with it. And I think it's creepy. Oh. I do. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't have one. 
I don't have one, but well, that's what I was going to ask Eddie where he stores his. I know, no shit. That will be a good question to ask him on the his. He's going to be like right in the kitchen, kitchen yeah, cabinet, kitchen right cabinet. Next to the glassware. <laughs> so, guys, so, guys, I saw one this weekend on Instagram that blew my mind. It looked like a PlayStation controller what? that had been cut in half and split, <laughs> and a flashlight yes. had been put in the middle with That's a place terrible. to mount your phone, and it had joystick controllers to control it. It looked like a fucking, like, <laughs> some PlayStation hybrid jerk-off oh toy. And I was like, oh, that's going to make so much money. <laughs> Why did I think of that first? That's going to make somebody so rich. <laughs> okay, so you still didn't answer the question, Laura. What makes it different? <laughs> um, Besides storing it. You know what? It. I guess I, I don't really have an answer for that because, you know, <laughs> women have more weird toys than any guy's toys I've ever heard of. So, you know, I guess I guess it was Freaks the storage that freaked me out. You know, I'm like, why you got to disguise it as something normal? Like, like that's just odd to me. What if your kid? What well, if your kid it finds the, it and just, says, "Hey, this needs batteries. Let me open it up and put some batteries in it." You know, that's. I'll tell you the I'll tell you that I'll tell you the I'll tell you the reason because if a guy walks into a girl's bedroom and he sees sex toys he's like all right <laughs> if a girl walks into a guy's bedroom and sees sex toys she's usually like ew <laughs> or she's trying them on for fit and then there's a problem <laughs> then you got bigger problems <laughs> oh my god she said it's like criminal minds when you walk in and see all that shit. Like you're gonna get fucking mugged down. Like, oh, I'm in danger. Like guys shouldn't have fun stuff, but girls can have like what? all kinds of like yeah, Rolo bullshit. dick products. And you're right. Yeah, it's no really, shit. It's, it's very unbalanced. I guess I, I don't know. I guess I just never um, really thought about it to the point of like really owning a lot and thinking about how you would store them. And you know, does anyone really care if you? have a lot of stuff like that or not i mean maybe i agree with her to a degree a woman can do certain things that a fleshlight can't but i will say the japanese are ahead of the game they're making a fucking robot and as soon as that robot is able to mimic a woman like with the hands if you get my drift where they need to go while they're performing a blowjob dude it's gonna be money i'm just telling you they're gonna make so much fucking money it'll be money all you gotta do is press a button and turn it off, off when you're done What's it'll that? Be running until the first dick's ripped off. Because <laughs> <be no> <laughs> <It's laughs> it turns out to be like the Terminator. Speaking of the scene on the Ghost in the Shell movie with Scarlett Johansson, remember when the geisha is like in the boardroom and like she just totally flips the script and just starts like, that's what would happen to you during sex, though. That would suck. That would suck harsh. Literally See, I was stuff. envisioning more like the robot, like he said, all of a sudden it's doing the, it's all on the wrist <laughs> kind of thing, and it just rips your dick off, you know what I mean? Because everybody knows a good blowjob is all about the wrist, so. Yeah. I mean. You know, I, I, I wish that, like, life had, like, soundtracks and sound effects as you're walking through it. Like, you walk in a girl's room and she has all the sex toys, and it's like, legendary mode unlocked. <laughs> 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 and then the Mortal Kombat music starts. Dun, 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 Finish him. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> there was this thing I saw. It was a YouTube video. It was actually pretty funny. The guy goes, it was a it was a comedian. He's like, you know, they were going at it. So and the walls are really thin, my neighbors. So I yelled out, 
finish him. And then like 20 minutes later, the guy yells back, round two. Fight. That's so clever. Fuck. Speaking of movies, Laura, I heard that you are quite the thespian. <laughs> He said thespian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, say that's the other. Uh, thespian. Yeah, no, I don't know about quite the thespian, but I definitely enjoy it. Though. I mean, that's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, and I do some local theater stuff, which has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's like it's interactive. You want to tell us a little it's bit about that? It's interactive dinner theater. It's, um, mm. it's a wedding comedy, actually. So apparently up north there's a pretty popular show called Tina and Tony's wedding comedy and so we have like a similar show to that i don't know if any of you know what that is but people who live up north new england you go to shows a lot you know about tina and tony's it's, it's a national thing it's been going on for many many years can you tell us a little bit about it i mean because some of our listeners might want to know as well well I, no I, I never really watched tina and tony's ours is different ours is called joey maria's i got a flyer okay. here if you want to see that Okay, cool. Joey Maria's Italian wedding comedy. It's funny, and um, it's it's a live event to go do. It's not just like you're sitting in a theater, like in an auditorium, like watching people on stage. It's interactive. It's improv. It's probably like fifteen to twenty percent scripted, and the rest is improv and um, like guest interaction. And it's basically oh, cool. like being at a real wedding reception, an Italian wedding, you know, except it's uh, staged and it's it's comedic. It's very a lot of stereotypes being thrown around. So uh, it's old school Italian. A lot of our guests are Italian and they get a real kick out of it. Um, if you're in the cancel culture you and you think that, that you know, these jokes aren't funny, then you won't like it. But it's a show that's been going on for years and years, and it's got a really good fan base, and it's been a ton of fun to do. Yeah, do you I'm sing and at, dance in it, huh? Laura? Uh, do you sing and dance? Um, yeah, no, there's like, a lot of dancing in it because uh, the premise of it is being like at a real Italian wedding, and um, and a good portion of the show is like being a guest at this wedding reception where we do all the traditional wedding dance songs and. Uh, draw a lot of the audience members up on stage to dance. And you're doing, like, it's not really stage, but it's like, you know, if you're at a banquet hall, there's the dance floor and then there's mm-hmm. the tables, you know. So our guests are out at tables yeah. and they're interacting when we do everything from like the bouquet toss and the garter toss to like the chicken dance and the limbo and all mm-hmm. these sort of things. So it's a good time. And yeah, there are singing parts. We have really talented singers and dancers on the cast and we have a rotating cast. So it's always like a fresh and fun, energetic show. Do you, do you have so a character that you play? A, uh, yeah, Sorry, I was just gonna say, ask the same yeah. thing. <laughs> do you have a character that you play mostly? Or yeah, is it, well, is um, another you? thing that makes the show so fresh and improv, you know, related is that we're basically always kind of rotating characters. We're all in understudy for one another. And, um, they do have like some fun and funny characters in this show. Obviously there's a bride and groom, there's a wedding party. So there's a set of bridesmaids and groomsmen. And there's a couple other family characters and other related characters that kind of integrate throughout the show. And I've had to play probably a total of four or five different people now 
And sometimes the roles can change pretty quickly. So it keeps you on your toes. You know, you, you got to be friendly with the cast and you got to you know, really enjoy what mm-hmm. you do and be willing to put yourself out there at any point. But it's been... So actually, what got you into it? What got me into it was um, just the drive yeah. to want to act and do more local stuff in general. Um, I uh, A couple of years ago, I... <clears throat> started doing some theater like improv and acting like technique classes uh, here in Naples and doing those classes kind of like, you know, opened me up to a little bit more of like the local community. And after doing that, I was like, you know, I should audition for some things. And I got online auditioned for some things and I found this show that had just kind of opened up to Naples. They used to play up in Boston and a ton of other cities and states all in New England and some in the Midwest. And now they've moved down to Florida. Um, Not there long after, like, you know, I kind of showed up and inquired. So they've got like a fairly new cast of, uh, you know, the Florida cast that's been going on for the last two years and some really talented people. So it's been really fun to be on board with. So let me ask you this. If you, if somebody saw your performance and we all know it only takes one right person to see it. And they are like, hey, would you move uh, to New York to do this? Would you do <laughs> to it? To do what? To do more theater, like Broadway stuff or the nature? Hell yes. yeah. Totally. <laughs> there's no guarantee. There's no guarantees. No though. guarantees what? That it's a real job? <laughs> no, no, it's a real job. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's a real job. But there's no guarantees how long it's going to last. Kind of like an NFL contract. There's no guarantees in life on anything. How long anything's going to last. So, I mean, why would I say no? (laughs) It's always my line I say before I go on a date. Yeah. What? (laughs) Sorry, just just threw that out there. Yeah. Just trying to interact. All right. So, (laughs) what the? Fuck you, Mike. While while Eric gets his composure. Well, right, let me just question. tell you, if anyone's interested in Joey and Maria's Italian wedding comedy, um, then you just look us up online yes. and go to, hold on, I know this, italianwedding.com, <laughs> and that's where you can find show dates and buy tickets. And we don't really perform in the summer that much, but coming up this fall, we've got a whole ton of we- dates. We already have a lot of seats sold, actually, so it's a fun place. You said the URL was what? Sorry, or even to go by yourself because it's very mingly. So there's that. What did you say the URL was again? It's ItalianWeddingComedy.com. Okay. I'm still hearing a lot of echo on me. Should I turn myself down? I'm. Uh, You're fine. Yeah, we don't hear it on our end. All right. Do you do any other type of acting? Um, only every day oh, at work, at you know, like. <laughs> oh, every day you walk out the door, pretend. Every day, you know, being your friendly neighborhood bartender, that, that requires a bit of acting, you know. Okay, so talking about bartending, what is one of the craziest stories that you've heard from a customer? I'm sure you've heard I've a bunch. I've heard some weird stuff from customers, man. Yeah, just pick one. It doesn't have to be the craziest. It can just be something that you found like, oh, this is odd. Sometimes, honestly, I notice that myself trying to block it out because I know that it's like 
not my business, like super personal or, or it'll be like somebody's mm-hmm. legal drama. So like I'm hearing a lot of juice, like juicy oh. stuff, but I kind of try to walk it out. Um, oh, gotcha. But it definitely heard some funny stuff. Um, stuff that just throws you off your game. Oh God. <laughs> like what? What would throw you off your game? I don't see you as someone that would get knocked off you your game. You wouldn't think easy. so, right? But it really, it depends yeah. on the environment, okay? So okay. I was working for this one uh, restaurant. It was like a real ritzy place, like a nice steakhouse. And, you know, it, it draws a good crowd, you know, and a lot of regulars too. These people have a lot of money. Like they're not going to run out of money. And so I was working, th- this place has like a large dining room, a large bar. And then there's like a little outside portion with a little outside bar. And I worked at that bar, which was cool because that's where we had a little bit more fun. It wasn't as formal as the indoor dining room and all that sort of thing. So we had our regulars and um, there's these two couples that come in. I think it was actually like during the week of New Year. So there was a lot of parties and people partying going on. Anyways, these two couples, one of the couples is, is a good regular of ours. Their friends were in town. They were showing them around. They're young. They're all attractive people. They have a lot of money. They spend a lot. They they have good taste. They do a lot of tequila shots. They're fun. They're the kind of customers you want to have. So we're hanging out, and they are on one. Like they called Ubers. They are buzzed as fuck. We are not the first stop on their on their list that night. And so it gets to the point where they finish dinner. They're having all these cocktails. The men have kind of already separated from the women. Now the two chicks are sitting next to each other blabbing and the two guys are doing the same. Well, the guys happen to be closer to where uh, my register is, where I'm doing my operations. So I'm standing over there doing some stuff for a while and I cannot help but hear the conversation. It's like directly behind me. And it goes from being like normal, me being able to ignore it to all of a sudden, they just start going into explicit detail about which way it hangs and i never really thought about those things because i don't have that anatomy and i don't really care about which way other guys <laughs> hang. i never cross my mind and mind you the couple that's the regular i've known them for like four years at this point so it's not really something like i need to know about or want to hear and he and oh, yeah. his friend are just going into detail about, well, do you think it hangs that way because you are right-handed and you're using it? Or <laughs> the way that you tuck it up in your shorts? Or do you tuck it in the waistband? And just all this stuff. And I'm sitting over here trying to do math on my computer, and I can't, I can't think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've got these in. mental pictures going on, mind you, of you know some of these people that I, I don't need to know that about. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, it's like so... It's so like hard to block out right now. I have to ask a question real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't know if anybody else in the room can answer this. But why would you ever tuck it in your waistband? Like why? Up? It feels you. good. <laughs> <laughs> like up? No, seriously. Like I don't. I, I just have it go down your pant leg. Like why would you tuck it up into your waistband? Like that just doesn't. If it's feel already like pointing it up, I mean, wouldn't that be easier than tucking it down your pant leg? Yeah, I, I think it just went from six to midnight right now, and I can answer this. It yes. it just hides it. 
when you're, like young. you're having a boner when you're, or you're when you're young is no, no, what no, I'm no, talking no. these guys aren't obviously they're not young they're trying they're to hide a boner in your khaki these, these are grown ass men oh they're what? talking about when they're trying to hide the mm-hmm. boner if they're getting a woody like which way they're angling it? i would probably tuck it in the waistband i feel like that makes sense doesn't it okay why I, would you hide a boner I, see, uh, I was about to answer that for you, Mike. Go ahead. I, knock it out. Knock me out of the park. Go ahead, Laura. What were you going to say? And then I'll follow. I just said it's not appropriate to always have a boner. So sometimes you got to hide it. Duh. Well, it depends on what you're, you're doing. You're at work. I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, it depends. Are you a, oh, I mean, if you're a bartender, you might. I mean, and you're single, you might okay, like, so want to show it a little now bit. I got a serious question. Like. I feel like face. I feel like at in high school, like after high school, like I lost like the rando boners. Just oh, that's lame. lame. <laughs> no, I'm saying what I'm saying is for no reason. Like I'm yes. sitting there, I'm sitting there thinking about t- like, oh, I'm wondering what I have for lunch, and all of a sudden my dick's like, how about we fuck? You know, like it, <laughs> it wasn't. It's, it was more like, and I'm like, oh man, she's fucking hot. Like it wasn't like fucking boner immediately. Like it was like. Like I knew when it was time to have sex and when not time to have sex, and it wasn't like <laughs> just this random thing. Is that am I odd? Am I the weird I guy for that? I mean, I get like I get morning wood, you know, and I'm taking advantage of that. Like I get evening wood, take advantage of that. But I'm not just sitting there like at the Wendy's drive-through and all of a sudden, you know, they're like, "You want cheese on that?" And I'm like, "Fuck it, Ugh! rock hard." <laughs> yeah, I want fucking cheese on that. Look at my dick. Wait, what? <laughs> no, Wait, it doesn't my, go like that. I want cheese on that. Look at my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my di- yeah, my dick pops up. He looks up at me. He's like, yeah, we want fucking cheese on that. Yeah, now I'm going to be going through the fucking drive there going, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll take hey, cheese on that. Look at my cheese, dick. Cheese, is that another word for vagina? Because I'm ready. I'm ready, boss. I'm ready. Put me in. Thanks, Mike, because every time now I go through a fast food place, I'm going to be like, yeah, I want cheese on that. And look at look my, at my dick. dick. <laughs> No, see, I, yeah, I just don't know. Like, I'm not. I mean, I can't. I don't. I have. I have a question. So, okay, so this is for the female. So, in the room. The so, Eric, 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 just stay Eric, out of this one. This is for Laura. One. Just so you know. Um, so, <laughs> so Laura, a quick question. So, a guy sitting in front of you, and Wait you notice second, his where are we sitting? Are we in a movie theater? Are we at school? No, you're just like sitting. At, like, uh, let's say you're sitting on a back porch. And you're not, I mean, do you look at it constantly or is it kind of like a turn off? Okay, wait, I'm sorry. Okay, so let's say you're at somebody's house. This dude's talking to you. You see that he's catching wood because you're talking about certain subjects. There's too many variables. Okay. So do you, so he's sitting right across from you and like he's got his leg up kind of, and you can see like the outline of his dick. All right. Do you stare at it or do you kind of like take a glance and look back up? Or I mean, or do you say, I'm not dropping the eyes at all once you notice it in your peripheral that it's Um, there? I would definitely try not to notice it, but I think there might be a, a, a glance. You know what? I would probably do. I would probably schedule a glance. You know what I mean? Schedule yeah. a glance. What's yeah. scheduling Scheduling a glance is when you pretend to look about. down at something that fell, but you're also, your eyes are passing the. Ah. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, let me tie my shoe. <laughs> I call that a flyby. <laughs> Just check it out. <laughs> I call that your buzz in the tower. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maverick. I just don't. Yeah, like I don't know what situation that that would what would happen. Like where you just have like a random boner for no reason. Mike, remind me to tell to you a story. Different. I can't. I can't tell it on this one. It takes too long. And I know it has to be random in order to hide it. Because why would you want to hide it oh, any other way? So uh, I'll, I'll explain later. 
All right, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Tell, explain, explain now, Brad. Explain now. I'm not no, it takes it. way too long. Wait, let, let, no let, let, let the lady talk. Just yeah, let Laura talk. Go ahead, Laura. Um, go, Laura. Okay, I just for you, real? Mike, real quick. Oh shit! Okay, no, calling me out. I realize that you don't get <laughs> random boners over the mac and cheese anymore, but. <laughs> yes he does when you were in middle school high school or out at a game wherever oh, yes. if you started to pop a boner did it not cross your mind to put it in the waistband that's what this started from and you said you're not cool with using yeah. the waistband but i feel like it's no, I just I, I I just never did. Like it would just go down the go down the pant leg, and it would just kind of hang down the pant leg. Mike, Mike, but I was a kid, but I was younger then, so like but, you know, I don't know. Mike, like, Mike, we would call it the old good old duck and tuck. But no, wait, hold on. I gotta ask Mike. Wasn't that uncomfortable? Because like your dick naturally wants to go. I feel upward. like it would. So well, I mean, you push are you it- talking about like walking around or shit like that? Like when no, I was younger, really. usually like that shit would happen. I'd be sitting at a desk, you know what I mean? And they'd just be like, oh, well, fuck, got a boner. And I'd be like, okay, we got five minutes till the bell rings. Please go away. It'd be that kind well, of shit. I, I can be honest you- with you here. Like if I had that happen in high school, dude, you would see the imprint of my cock in my leg. Right. I mean, you just would. Right. You would. But yeah, what you could see is someone staring directly at you, but you're sitting in the chair. You got that nice little fucking wood desk shit see, blocking you. So as long as someone's sitting across never the room. Never had a boner standing up. Yes, but then I use my books to cover uh, it. To the cinema, down the like I never reached. I never reached in my junk. I never reached in my pants and grabbed my dick and went rah, pulled up with a throttle and like stuck it in the waistband in the middle of class. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh shit, let's redirect. We gotta go up. You know? See, I always no, thought that. You. I always thought that like the, the the waistband in your pants felt good anyway on your foreskin. Oh, God. It was tucked in. I'm out. I don't know about you, Eric. Did it not feel good? On your foreskin? Yeah, when you were sitting there, dude, and your fucking your thing goes up above it. I'm you know, it starts to grow past holy, it. But again, <laughs> oh, you <laughs> are. Are you certain? Yeah, but I mean, like, you still got the backside of your shaft, dickhead. Yeah, of course, but oh my god. But I'm at, but, okay, so here's where I'm lost. This is where I'm lost. Maybe this is where I lost. Got lost <clears throat> the conversation. You're at a bar, and you're obviously talking to men that are older. Are they t- reminiscing about their high school days? Are they talking about currently? Was it like a current conversation or when they were kids? Like I don't. That's where I got oh, lost. Oh, like, okay. For the for the guys who were talking about which way does. Yeah, yeah. About which way do they stick it? I thought they were talking about now, like it or like me so being like. About which way does it naturally hang? And and the guy says, "Well, mine's always like gone to the <laughs> left." And he goes, "Well, mine." He goes, "Well, right. mine too." But do you think that that's because you are right-handed and you've been like yanking it from the other <laughs> side this whole time? And I'm sitting over here like la 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 la, like pretend I don't know what's going on. And their wives are over here talking about Kathy Lee Gifford or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, right. Lee Gifford. she looks like Ronald McDonald fuck Wendy's chick, okay? What? <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't know what you I don't know. But, but so they were just talking about the natural progression of your thing, like going to one side or the other. And they're like, well, also because if you tuck it up in your waistband, then do you think that affects the curve? And they got all like technical and shit. And I was like, Please, like, let me out of here. So, so does that bother you when they talk? People talk like that as a bartender? Because I mean, hell, I got that constantly. I mean, like, even I girls talking it was nasty odd via the relationship that I have with these people and he and his wife. And I was like, I don't want to think about your dick when I'm offering the new special to you and your wife for dinner. Like, it's just weird. And um, the special for yeah. dinner. 
It is kielbasa and sauerkraut. Um, <laughs> lady, I can't, I'm not trying to imagine your husband's penis, but he started it. You know, it's like, God damn it. But did imagine you? the penis? Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it too much. I was like, so the guy was mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever have you ever been involved in that kind of situation? What like weird couples? What do you mean? Yeah, weird couples with the swinger gimmick sure. going on. Oh my god! Oh, pfft, dude, you didn't when you were bartending, Eric? Swingers? Oh yeah. No, not okay. when I was not when I was bartending. All right, I got a story for you guys. A bartending story. Hold on, listen to this shit. So. Would you? I said I heard the swinger story from one of y'all's shows. You guys have a conversation oh. about that. Yeah, we had swinger, we've had swingers on a couple times. Oh, we've had swingers on a couple times, but I got a bartending story. I, I was closing down the bar one night, <laughs> and this chick, unfortunately, she's no longer here. Is she but um, she oh. uh, No, she's no, dead. She passed away. I'm she passed sorry. away. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Brad she was Brad a regular. That age. Oh, Fuck you, dude. So, <laughs> hey, I've only have one chick that's in her 70s right now, okay? Uh, but that was 20 when she was 40. Fuck off. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> Laura's like, damn. But uh, anyway, so this chick, um, her husband was there, and they, like, get into swinging and shit. Well, she was by – he left and went home. She got fucked up at the bar, so – I was like, hey, listen, we need to give her a ride home. There's no way she can get behind the wheel uh-huh. of this fucking car. And she wasn't too far away. She's like maybe three and a half, four miles away. So my buddy follows me and she rides with me and I'm in her car driving it. She proceeds to make it out with me on the way home, dude, trying to get at it. And I'm going, dude. And she's like, come on inside. My husband will join in and all this shit. And I'm going, yeah. fuck. And I was like, fuck that. And so when I got to the house to drop her off, she's like, pushing me up against the car and he comes walking out dude i thought i was getting shot that night getting killed and he was just like he was like so and i won't send her name because you know she's dead but i was just like uh i was like i was like uh he grabs her and he goes get inside the fucking house like that and i thought oh my god this guy's going to fucking kill me because he was huge you know what i mean and he was like sorry about that man he apologized to me thanks for bringing her home when he say he was huge was he huge from the waist down yeah dude he probably had a huge cock because he was like six two seriously six two probably had a fucking arm cannon you know down there just six one yeah but we know eric it's okay i know bless your heart bless your little heart (laughs) go fuck yourself Uh (laughs) eric's nickname is tripod so yeah, I've been uh, I've had that happen. I mean, I've had I've had swinger couples, I've had swinger couples hit on us, dude. You know, when we've been out and shit. You know what I mean? And, and and behind the bar, I mean, it's it's nuts. People are just like, I mean, what for each their own. Hey, I've like had the fuck, uh, I've had the swingers so. kind of throw the vibe out there, but never anything really like aggressive, because I. They never asked you. Point not blank? not while I am behind the bar. No, because I think they typically know that if they you know want to keep coming in the bar to have a good rapport that they need to like keep a lid on it but they will certainly feel out certain bartenders i knew who they were i saw them interact with other people i saw them throw their game at people but they were also like very low-key about it to where you're not going to pick up on it unless that's what you are out there looking for so i've had people throw the vibe See, out before I- but swingers are usually pretty well reserved as far as that stuff goes i would say a lot better than a single guy single guys will throw their game a lot more aggressively than <laughs> i agree with eric not Mm-mm. around here <laughs> nah. i'm telling i'm going to tell you what uh <laughs> when i tried to participate for about two minutes i was totally grossed out well i totally. mean the people have to be attractive that that's part of it <laughs> 
Well, they, they were. You participated in more than two minutes. I should hope so. <laughs> from that last, uh-huh. from, are you are you talking about the escapade that you had that one night? Where you came back the next day, like you were. He came you back crying. Like the most. You know, he came back looking like the most interesting man in the world. Literally, he had like an ascot on, and he was like, he looked like he'd aged like thirty years and gotten reserved. What the fuck am I aging this whiskey. much for? He was drinking whiskey. He's like, gentlemen, let me just tell you about my evening. <laughs> It changed me. It changed me as a human being. I am the most interesting man in the middle of the room. I've become the most interesting man in the world. But then he was like, guys, the rules, the rules. There's so many rules. Well, we know Eric's been with swingers. Have you ever been with a swinger? I can't do it. What's that? Huh? What did you? I'm sorry. I I, I couldn't hear you. I was choking on my own dick. (laughs) Wow. Good job, Ron Jeremy. Um. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just saying I heard about uh, I heard I watched the swinger show. I didn't watch it, but I listened to the swinger show. It sounded funny. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I laughed quite a bit during that show. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I know I couldn't do it because I couldn't keep a straight face. Like I would lose my what shit. What do you mean? You I can't would just keep be laughing. Face. My, we'd start laughing. I would 100%. start laughing. Like I just couldn't like the transitions, the way they do it, the way that they do that. Like just walk over and turn on the music and it's like, it's go time. You know what I mean? It'd be like <laughs> my comedic relief wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. I'd just be cutting up the entire time. What do you do with your yeah, wife when is, it's it, a sexy time at your house, Mike? That's different. It's a little, it's no, a little it's different. still comedy. <laughs> I usually, I usually have I usually have a gag in my mouth. No wait, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he usually has a gag ball. And she's usually got a she's usually got a limb on her. You know what I mean? She's usually putting the strap on on taking him down. She doesn't allow me to talk. No, yeah, she's like, shut up, take this dick. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. And she talks in a deep voice when she's doing it. <laughs> but, oh, no. yeah. but like me, I'm a one-on-one kind of person, man. I'm, I'm not a big fan of like Same. two and three people in the room. That's just not me. I like to focus on who I'm with and what I'm doing to them. So. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to share. Sorry, I'm not a good share. Yeah, if you're mine, you're mine. Mike on the other hand, pedestal and walk you through the middle of Times Square. Yeah, it's not a it's not a jealousy thing. I mean, for me, like it wouldn't be jealousy. It's not. Mm. It's not that. It's just that I don't. I don't know. I I just. I think I'd get get too distracted. I don't think my ADHD would allow me to not get overwhelmed in the situation. Like it'd just be like. There's too much shit everywhere. <laughs> so much dick. So much dick and pussy everywhere. I don't know where to go. I have no idea. Because I'd be just like, you know, you make eye contact with the other guy across. It's like, do you high five? Do you acknowledge them? Do you just ignore they're not there? I don't know. I don't know what the etiquette is. Like, I just don't have any idea. Well, it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. You know, you start, you know, it's like, you, do you wait in line? Do you like make, I don't know. I'm just like, Jesus, there's so many, so much confusing mm-hmm. things. So yeah, there's Laura, just too much going on. Yeah. Laura, let me ask you this. Right now, would you still be into the swinger thing? What do you mean still be? You're making it. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, I don't think she I, said I, what she was that, doing. That, yet. that okay. came out that, that came out terribly wrong. I apologize. <laughs> would you be into the swinger I thing? I don't know. It really depends on who's asking, you know? And just like that, her DMs blew up. <laughs> So Eric, Eric said on the show that you might, you know. Okay, you know what? Okay, but you know the thing. Pineapple. The thing is, it's just this notion that like everybody has a tipping point. So like, yeah, if it was, oh, yeah. you know, like let's just name random hot celebrity and the other hot celebrity that they're married to approach you 
Are you going to change what you would normally yeah. say on a daily basis? Probably. Everyone has a tipping point. So that's yeah. why I say it depends on who's asking, you know. If Amen. That's how I believe. I believe everyone has a price. Everyone yeah. has a tipping point. 100%. Everyone has, you know, there, there, there's a point where they're like, yeah, I'll do that. Right. On I'm anything. Really like, it, chick, it could be anything. But, you know, I could see... She's hot enough. Some, you know, something that really, like, you know, just flipped my lid and me being like, okay, well, uh, 99% no, but in this case, yes. Shit happened. Hey, Mike. Speaking of flipping in their lid. Wait, 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 Mike. I got to tell you something okay. real quick. So Shut when up. you said nope. everybody has a price, it reminded me of this weekend. So we're out on the boat, right? And this young kid, uh, I won't mention his name, but this young kid's in college, right? He's got student loans. So <laughs> the other uh, brings up the other guy that he's with brings up, hey, man, would you suck a dick for, you know, what, what would be your price? <laughs> and I was and I, I was like, dude, $100 million, dude, or maybe even a cool mill. I'd be cool. I'd probably take a dick. I'd No big deal. You know what I mean? And he started laughing. He goes, yeah, man, $100 million million dollars he goes i'd fucking suck it the young kid goes now i'll shit you not he goes i'd do it for 28k <laughs> i was like what? he goes yeah pay off my student loads That's hilarious. see you you say a million dollars but i think if someone walked up and offered you 50 grand you probably would still do it it'd be a hard decision <laughs> okay, hold not on. To. does anybody hold on does anybody know or does it? Or is it quietly when somebody cuts I mean, me a check? At that point, it's just a negotiation. I already know you're willing to do it. I just got to get you at the right price. Yeah, exactly. You got to get me at the right <laughs> price and make sure nobody fucking knows. All right, I might suck a dick for it. All right, Other than that, probably not. Everybody is gonna know. Like everybody is gonna know. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I don't wanna... I'm using half that money to keep it hush. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Shit. Twenty-five grand hush money. Shut the fuck up. So I, I wanted to ask you a question from the last show that you, you'd mentioned. You said you were really big into vampires. Right. Have you ever cosplayed as or dressed up as uh, Selena from Underworld? Because I feel like you'd be a dead ringer. Is that her name um, from Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, she uh, Kate Kate Beckinsale's character from Underworld. My God, so hot. Yeah. I always wondered if I could pull off that hairstyle. So, I feel like I, I feel like I could. I feel like you could. I feel I like you have don't the look. Know. But no, I've never done that one. So that's a good. Uh, so what do you do? Like, what's your? What is your? You were said you're into vampires. So what do you like? How are you into vampires? Like, do you no. drink blood? Oh, no, okay. I'm not one of these weirdos. So the, you're a poser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, occasionally right. I drink a little bit of red wine, you know. You know, okay. it looks cool. It makes me look cool when I'm holding it, you know, like it's some sort of blood gauntlet. But no, nobody drinks blood. And if they do, I don't want to be around them. Like, that's, come on. It's not really Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah, they did a little blood ritual thing. It's like uh, back in the day yes. in the 80s when really little wild. boys mm -hmm. would slit their hand open and become blood brothers all Ooh, yeah. the lost yeah boys. stuff mm -hmm. like that you know that's a real thing people do little rituals like that but it, it's a lot different than saying like oh i'm not a human i want to go around and consume other people's copper and zinc and shit like gross like stop it <laughs> so what so what do you like what about do i it? like about what so i my vampires same thing everybody likes i mean they're fun to watch they're sexy they're dark. Okay, so you're not like you're not like a super fan or anything. Then you're just like average person like me. I like vampires and werewolves. I like vampires because of the, you know, they they're very. Uh, it's a cool concept to be able to live forever and experience all the times while looking. A hundred percent, yeah. And I think it's a little yeah. bit more in my case maybe of a historical thing that I kind of grew up, you know, 
being more enthralled with the whole goth and metal and uh, and vampire culture. Mm-hmm. And we grew up that way in the 90s. And we, you know, the 90s was a time when you kind of had clearance to, like, you know, do that sort of thing. And the whole dark rebellion thing has been a part of my growing up and a part of my adult culture. Uh-huh. Does not mean I actually drink blood. I feel like vampires got screwed because I feel like they took backstage to <laughs> zombies. And to I the feel like I feel like zombies are never going to go out of style. Though Eric. that's the thing. Like I know, but they usually they used to cycle it. Like it'd go from like you know vampire movies and mm-hmm. werewolf movies to zombie movies. Now it's like zombie, zombie, zombie. And even if it's not zombie related, they're like, let's put zombies in it because it'll sell. True, though, <laughs> but it's because like apocalyptic shit sells. It really does. Yeah, of course. And, um, I feel like also there's been a lot of way to like reinvent zombies. I'm really impressed with some of the zombie yeah. movies that come out in the last five years or so. Like really, really impressed. Oh yeah. Like like what? what, what well, type? like I thought we pretty much already covered every type of zombie. Like the slow ones, the fast ones, the scary ones. Like the ones that carry a lot of stuff. The ones that are strong. Like like I feel like we had already covered everything, and then they made army of the dead which threw me for a loop i felt like it was done. you don't like that movie right? oh i like i liked army of the dead i, I thought it was a good movie i, I thought, thought it was sucked. really well made and i thought it threw like another yeah, another you know rent the hive mind you know, mentality yeah i haven't seen it really it i thought good. it was great and i, yeah, it I thought it just kind of added more conceptual like oh, see but i, I feel I feel like you can do that with zombies too. Because remember, like, um, what was it? Uh, oh my gosh. It was uh, 28 days no, later. It was, no, it was the one that was filmed up north and it was a town at night. And the zombies was, um, they were not zombies, the vampires. They were night. like hideous kind of looking. Yes, 30 Days a Night, that movie. I, I couldn't that think of it. Movie. That's such a badass movie. Yes, and I love that whole treatment. So I feel like you do that, um, you know, for for uh, vampires too. You can have different levels. I, I thought that was really cool. It is cool, and it's um, cool to constantly recreate and reinvent them. The only thing I didn't like yeah. was them um, doing the whole Twilight saga, and I think that's part of what took vampires off the map for this decade. Or yeah, for I think so. I mean, I, 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 I thought it was a clever idea that they made the vampire sparkle. Um, a lot of people rip it for that, but if you think about it, as far as a predator, what a great way to lure in your prey by making yourself, like, you know, <laughs> like twinkle in the starlight. You'd be like, oh, they're majestic. It's an angel. Like it's angelic. Like, could you, I mean, people would be drawn into it as opposed to something hideous I and grotesque. Agree. I mean, and I think about it every time I put know? on the sun bomb that sparkles and I'm like, oh, they're never going to see me coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the guys are like, oh, she's so sparkly. But it wasn't the sparkle that bothered me. I just figured it out. Laura, I just figured it out. Those guys in the bar were talking about hiding their boners because of you. 
you were sparkling and looking sexy. And they're like, hey, man, where are we going to tuck this shit? Because oh I can't get up right now and leave. And I'm getting so fucking shit-faced. I can't go anywhere, dude. Like, I don't know where to go. That was a part of the conversation you missed. He's like, this bartender's so That's what I, I don't know what to do with her. I don't know what to do, man. I can't get this boner to go away. I took a Vi- Viagra, like, earlier to go home to the wife, and now it's stuck. I'm stuck here at the table. <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> she lives in Naples. Hey, she lives in Naples, okay? That's like the Viagra. There's a lot of Viagra in Naples, okay? She lives in Naples. True. I'm just Do saying. Naples. I'm saying she probably sees a lot more guys over the age of 50 than under I'm- the age of 50. I don't know where you work, but. <laughs> See? 100%. See? Yeah. I know that. I'm there. Like, I went in Naples. I was down there working a job down in Naples at the uh, the Gettel Toyota sale. Um, and I went into the uh, a bar afterward. Uh, with my greeter because I worked at car dealerships at the time and uh, I was working as a closer for and uh, <laughs> we went in and I went in the bar and I've never been hit on by so many older women yeah. ever like and they were aggressive and it was like not even like I felt like I was a fucking piece of meat and I'm like I'm she not says, even that great looking and they're like hey, what are you doing we feel like, like that every day what? man I know, but you're mentally prepared oh, for it by your mother. See, men, hold on, I'm gonna, not prepared. I want to interject on that real quick. Hold on, Laura. <laughs> hold on, Laura. You said we deal with that every day. It, it, but I feel like men now, and I can correct me if I'm wrong, have stopped hitting on women just no, because No, you don't of that. understand what I am talking about. Oh, okay, we'll explain. He is talking about old women hitting on him. I'm talking about oh, okay. that I live in a town which is like a lot of retired people. So I'm talking about... Old men hitting on me as a bartender every single day. These old men are in the old culture. They're not in the young culture of what what it was you were just talking about, about how things have changed. For these old guys, things have not changed. And for me as a bartender, I'm up there like batting practice for these guys. So, yeah, what he's saying Mm -hmm. happened to him happens to me every single day. They're old. They're gross. They're not sexy. And yeah. I have to sit there and act like I'm not gross the fuck out. All smiles. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but the, the, but the Damn. difference is, but I'll tell you Old what. Old and gross. I'll, hey, I'll tell you what the difference is, though. At least, you know, if you play your cards right and you, and you basically, quote unquote, milk these guys, they'll leave you a big tip. You know, like, so you can work the angle and make money out of it. I had, like, a 58-year-old woman walk up and grab my ass Mm-mm. and say, I want to take you home. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. It's like, uh, and it, you know, Mike, I every man has their price. Wait a minute. Mike, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with Mike on this one oh, because okay. I ahead. don't think, I don't think that a woman should be subjected to be hit on by some Somebody douchey holler. piece of shit. Uh, so let me, oh, so, okay. Eric, so I'll ask am you I, that question. I, right? Right? Hey, I'll ask you that question. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But what would, what are you going to do? Kick that, kick that. I mean, as long as he doesn't go over the line. Like, well, I'm just I talking like flirtatious me being like a normal patron and me being a bartender. Like, they know that the bartender is available, like I said, as kind of batting practice. And that we're, right. you know, we're basically to like supposed to, you know, be okay with it, be conditioned to it because, you know, we're there for the payout or whatever. So that's the difference is I don't see what these old guys are acting like in their social life as if I'm just another woman at the bar or another woman at another table. I see how they are acting to me as the built in. Basically, you could say I'm an NPC to them. Yeah, I I feel like that's how a lot of bar staff gets treated. Yeah. 
which I, I agree with you on that 100%. And I think the establishment's responsibility is to make sure you're safe and that it doesn't cross a line. But if a guy's like, hey, good looking, how you doing? Like, I don't think he should be immediately kicked out, <laughs> even though he's kind of no. like, hitting on you. Like, I don't think that you should have that. I don't think you should be like, like flick your wrist no. and bounce or come yeah. over, grab the guy and throw him out. Or no, he's he like, hey, can don't. I get your number? Or, you know, can I buy you a drink? Like, I, it, there is a line, well, obviously, like, can't touch you, can't lay hands on you. And if it gets too uncomfortable, I'm sure you have stuff in place. Like, you send another girl to the so that you send another girl or there, you probably have a guy bartender there too. I don't know. Maybe you send them over, take care of them and you switch places. I don't know how it is, but all I'm <laughs> saying is, is that a lot of the places they'll, they'll probably tip better if you're more flirtatious, you know, I'm like, aware. I can't, yeah, yeah I know you're aware, but I'm just saying like that, that was the difference. It's like, I was, I was like a patron just sitting there and some 58 year old woman came up and like grabbed my ass <laughs> and was like, I want to take you home. And I was like, uh, no, like, uh, you're kind of repulsive <laughs> and I got no pay. I got no payday out of it. Cause it was like, I mean, I guess I could have gotten dinner. Yeah, and, you know, I don't cab ride home, but I don't know, man. I, I don't ha I see when I bartended, I didn't give a fuck because I was there to make money. And so yeah. it was, it was like, I was there to make money. So I just said, I rolled with the punches and I played and that shit to yeah. a, to a T so I could make oh. that fucking cash. And there the was a difference between a hundred dollar night and a $300 night. You know but what I mean? So it was like about, he's talking about not. going there to have dinner and hang out like a normal person, sit yeah. at the bar by himself, and these old drunk women that are not attractive I, I, I are coming on to him because they're buzzed and they're confident. I no, but Laura, I wasn't by myself. I was with a, a girl. She was my greeter. She's beautiful. I mean, she's a model. She was gorgeous, and we were sitting at a table, and I just walked up to the bar to well, get some drinks, and like how they literally like with the woman? me. But hold on. I, just, I, I just, I literally, and it's the only time I ever said, that, I said, um, honey, you're not my type. And she took it as gay. I just meant, you know, fat and old, but she took it as gay. So I ran with it because I was like, it's, it's cool. Like whatever gets you off my ass. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them taking their shot. I mean, who gives a shit? But not, the the no, I'm talking about, I was a patron. No, but I'm not no, talking about well, I think it, so you think it's, it's. If you're so Brad, at a bar, you're going to so get Brad, hit on. If you're you good think, looking, take it as a compliment. So, Brad, you think it's okay for someone to walk up and grab your ass? Not grab see. your ass, but okay, to hit on you is not a big deal. Problem. That's why I'm oh, having okay. a problem with it. If she just walked over and said, hey, you know, you're a good looking guy. Would you like to have some drinks with me? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Flatter. Yeah, I would have probably no, played the gay you. card, too. But I literally <laughs> like I was I was almost you know to play gay. Put a person in their place. No, that's yeah, what he said. I didn't though. play gay. I just said, I'm just said, honey, you're not my type. Is all I said. And she, well, she assumed, assumed you were gay. I was yeah, gay exactly. because she thought because she has that. Okay, so correct me wrong. It's been a while since I've been to Naples, like probably like three weeks. But most people down there are pretty arrogant and they think they're the shit, and they think everybody needs to cater to them. Like they, a lot of people there are there very. There are a, a, there's a definite crowd of assholes. There's definite Karen culture here. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Yes, a lot of Karen culture and like stuff like that, where they think like their shit don't stink, they can get away with whatever they want, they can do whatever they want. Yes, yeah. So I had that type of person that was that was accosting me, and I was like, okay, like this isn't all right. Like I don't think it's okay as a bartender for the guy that I I find it funny watching guys that hit on bartenders because in my mind the bartender is the most unavailable person because they have all of their guard up. Like you go to work. You're there. You're getting hit on every day. You've got a million different ways to That's overcome, true. like you know, a guy come, like come hitting on you. And nine times out of ten, 
you don't want to go out with a, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but you wouldn't want to go out with a, a patron to your bar because number one, if something goes wrong, you're going to lose that revenue stream because they're not going to be coming in anymore because uh -huh. now they feel bad. And number two, you don't want that to spread around the other patrons that you're dating people uh -huh. that are showing up, you know? So I think, I feel like it's less uh, for women, it's less enticing to date a customer. Just like, I don't know if a stripper would want to date a customer, well, you know, well, like, no, ever, you, because, you don't want to lose like, Unless you find the one. You don't want to lose your daily revenue from a customer, but if you do click with yeah. a person and you are single and you are willing to realize that, like, opening a relationship with this person, even if it's just a French friendship, uh, could yeah. result in them not being able to, like, come in as a customer that much. That shouldn't affect you that mm -hmm. much. You know what I mean? If you feel the yeah. relationship is worth, like, you know, meeting a new person instead of having someone come in there and tip you five or ten dollars every day then that's your call to make um i also feel like yeah one would think that the bartender is the most unavailable person because we are used to shutting people down it is unprofessional to date across the bar mm -hmm. blah 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 but at the same time like i feel like a lot of bartenders that you know are perceived as attractive and popular and stuff a lot of them like you know do not have the most exciting lives outside of work and do want to meet new people mm -hmm. but you know typically you are up all night not in a social scenario but in a work scenario and then it kind of cuts into you like your your personalization outside of work so if the right single bartender and the right single customer happen to meet at a bar I've seen it end in marriages and, and kids and, and happily ever yeah. afters before. And I, I think that's the exception to the rule. Like, I think, you know, like you get that, but then, you know, as a, as a bartender and especially a female bartender, if you go in and all of a sudden you're dating, like you're, you're using as a dating pool, it can ruin your job. I, yeah, really I wouldn't quickly. do it. I wouldn't do it unless you like really have a, a reason to, I wouldn't. Just like a really strong connection, people, right? For sure. No, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, like unless, yeah. I mean, if you have a long, if you have a strong connection with somebody, yeah, hundred percent. Like if they come in for like you know six months and you guys are clicking every mm -hmm. single time, and then finally one day they're like, "Hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee after your shift?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, I don't mind doing that." And all of a sudden you guys hit it off. Yeah, that's great. You built a relationship, and the chances are like, oh, that th you're not going to relationship, but if you're there, and all of a sudden you're dating, you know customer a and that didn't work out now you're on to customer yeah, b no, and then on to customer c pretty soon you get a that. reputation you, you cannot know, like, do that especially when you uh are working mm -hmm. in a smaller town like naples is a you know decent sized town but as far as socialization goes and the people that frequent bars it's kind of a smaller crowd so people yeah. do tend to start to know everything about <laughs> you or they will get in a position where they can find out more about you and that's why i'm kind of protective about certain things in my privacy and um yeah 100 percent. yeah you got to you get stalkers out there that'll follow you and they get creeper and they and the it's it's crazy because guys especially they think they'll have like a relationship with you just because you're nice to them and they see you like yes. on a regular basis but you yes. don't you don't you don't have a relate you're not your your acquaintances you're the bartender at the bar and they're a customer and that's your relationship you're not like friends and i've had not, that issue there's nothing more to that but they want they think i have it had is, that issue you know? come up there was um a person we'll just say who came in um eric c <laughs> shut up <laughs> no there was a person who came into he's close because he's crushing times, on guard by the way uh, like a month ago and previous to that he had run out he had run into me out in other bars and knew that i was a bartender mm -hmm. and knew 
just a couple of things about me, nothing like, no big deal. But he came in there and was a real creep and was like all like fucked up, like drunk or on some pills or something. And came in there like repeatedly and like tried to come towards the end of my shift. Like he thought that I was going to want to go with him at the end of the night or something. It was very odd. Mm -hmm. And the owners of my bar were there and they saw him and he was just weird and saying weird stuff to me. Like, are you okay? Are you good? I'm like, I'm fine. What are you doing here? Like, you know, can you, you're creeping me out, you know? And he's like, oh, I just want to make sure you're good. You know, like, what are you, what are you going to do after this? I'm like, I don't know, but it's closing time. You got to go. You know, so he was one of those weirdos. And, um, mm. and at the end of it, the owner was like, blah, blah, blah. Do you know this guy? Or is that your boyfriend or something? And I was like, no, I don't know this guy, but he's coming in here making it seem like he has something to do with me. Like he's waiting for me to get off work uh, or whatever. And I'm like, ew, well, thank God that we so have bad. like other people like watching out for us because when somebody is inebriated or like you, you don't really know them that well, you don't know what they're capable of. And Oh, hundred percent. Of course not. All right. L Laura, let me ask you this. Uh, your biggest pet peeve about the opposite sex. <laughs> okay. And your advice to guys who are trying to date you or any other female, because you are definitely a gorgeous okay. female. He's what asking for a friend. I am. <laughs> His name is Mike. No, I'm married. No, he's, only we're married, bro. Here. You're the only I'm single bitch in the room. I'm asking for Eric. <laughs> if Eric wanted to date you, what would be his best chances? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> what advice would around. you give men if they if they were if they were interested well, in you and they came into your bar? Let me put it that way. Guys are dead. And we'll wind it down with that question. Uh, don't don't come well, into our bar in the first place. Because yeah, we like to try to separate business and pleasure. Yeah, you're screwed if that's where you start. You're screwed. Well, you got, well hold you're on a second. A year of hard Mike. work. Well, hold on a second. So I walk into the bar and I, and, uh, all right, I'm just speaking hypothetically here. So I walk into a bar and I think, wow, this woman is very beautiful mm -hmm. as a bartender. How yes. would, well, what would be the approach then? If you don't like being approached at work, how are you supposed to say, wow, I'm interested in this female. And then she's working as a bartender, but she doesn't like being approached at a bar where she's working. Well, uh, so you like creep it out and find out where she ooh. goes after hours. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I think this just goes job. back to the organic approach of how to find interest in a woman, no matter where you've met one another is, you know, do you have any common ground with this person? Like, can you relate to one another? Can you, do you find the same things funny? Because just because you know about me and you know that I like the color red and I'm a big fan of uh, Jameson or what, whatever these things are, that doesn't mean that like you can use those to basically put a puzzle together to like find the cheat code to like, you know. <laughs> that, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, uh, so what, what like I'm getting at. Hold on a second, Mikey. So what I'm getting yeah. at is that if I walked in there and I'm having a conversation with you and we're hitting it off, right? Would it be inappropriate for me to go, hey, listen, I understand you're at work because, you know, sometimes as a bartender, you know, I know from my personal experience, sometimes you aren't what you seem right, when you're show, working the you're night. Like, oh, hey, guys, like so happy to be here. But you're like really not. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is like if I said, hey, I'm really hitting it off with you. You know what I mean? Is it OK for me to say, hey, listen, because let's just say you use your real name. Some people don't. But let's say in the world, you know, but let's just say I said, hey, Laura, you know, hey, really great conversation. But I would love to see more of you outside of the workplace. Would you be interested in going to dinner sometime? Would that be appropriate or would it be inappropriate? Um, 
if we were hitting it off and you were like feeling the same way, I could feel the vibe. My opinion on that, because I've had it happen before, is that it's um, it's inappropriate if there's other people around listening. Okay. So, but you're at a bar. Yeah, but I'm yeah. on stage. I'm working. No, 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 not- no, no, no. You're working the rail. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is if you were working and like, cause you just said, you know, bartenders I, work all the okay, time, so right? So we're, we're constantly what I'm referring to behind be, about being behind the bar is being on stage. Yeah. Right. So my point is, is that, uh-huh. okay, so how am I supposed to ask if I'm interested in you as a, as a single male? And I said, and I thought I took the, the gr- good approach, which is a wholesome approach going, cause you know, I've been joking around for about an hour and I'm like, man, this girl is really attractive. She's really cool. We got a lot in common, but I don't want to like come off a certain way. Would it be okay if you said something along the lines? Hey, listen, it was really great. You're tabbing out and you're going, Hey, it was really great. I know this isn't the place to actually have a conversation, but I would love to like see you outside the workplace if you're interested. You know what I mean? Would that be appropriate or, or not appropriate? I mean, it's appropriate. I've had people do that before. I guess it just depends on like your delivery and if you are putting this bartender on the spot right. or not, because I've had people ask me out while I have other bar guests right there in earshot and it's very uncomfortable. But then I've also had people be a little bit more like mindful about it and kind of have conversations with me to like kind of establish if we have certain common grounds and then kind of towards the end of it, they'll be like, kind of let me know that they have some availability and maybe tell them like, Hey, I'm going to leave you my card. So if you like ever want to let me know if you're down to do a theater thing sometime, just let me know. Something like that is cool. Yeah, just something very low key under the under the not necessarily under the radar, but just like, hey, I'm interested, but I know this isn't the place to do it well, because yeah, you're working. I think, I think that's an okay because approach. A lot of times, just because you met the person at work doesn't mean that you don't want you're not hoping that they might make a move. And if they don't, then you think, oh, he's probably got a girlfriend, or maybe right. he's just not into brunettes, or maybe he didn't like the mojito. It wasn't like sweet enough. Like you start going to like all these other places in your mind. Right. So it's better if a person can just like be expressive, but it's also a sensitive area because like let's say you work at a car dealership and I'm buying a car mid car buying procedure while you've got your assistant and another person waiting in the same room, I'm not going to bust out with like, Hey, call me if you want to grab a drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't I, see my whole thing is like, I always like, I've always been direct in what, and, you know, about my intentions. If I, if I hit it off with somebody and I'm having a great time, I've usually just said, yeah, I would love to see more of you outside of where we're at right now. So if you have a free moment, um, you know, I understand you not, uh, me not getting your number, but here's mine. Call me because I'd love to take right. you out sometime. And that's all I would that's say. Really and I'll leave it at that. I think that's really cool to leave it in the girl's court or leave it in the bartender's court. Correct. Because you don't know if they're just putting on a show in front of all their guests or not. But if you get that text message right. saying, hey, it's me, you know, like, thanks for hanging out earlier, then it's like, it doesn't mean you're going to get laid, but it means at least you got the ball rolling, you got a friendship going on. And See, and I'm, and I'm old school. I don't really think it's about – I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, sex eventually comes into the picture. But to me, it's like getting to know that person. I mean, I know I talk a lot of shit. We talk a lot of shit. But I know Mike can contest to this. When I go out on a date with somebody, <sighs> I want to – 
<laughs> well, yeah, Eric, not so much. No, but uh, so no, that's I, not how you treated me on my day. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little different. I knew I knew I had you at hello. I knew it was in there. But uh, so that being said, um, I have always never had a problem with that because I've never tried to force myself into that thing. I think people rush so fast to have sex that they forget the human interaction of, hey, this is a good person. We have a lot of things that we're similar to because you can have sex. Sex is easy, right? For all of us. I mean, yeah. sex is easy. 100%. Yeah, but what's, what's hard is to figure out the person, mm-hmm. have a relationship and then say, hey, you know what? I want to see more of this person. And then the sex comes. Yeah. No pun intended, but the sex comes later down the road. You no know what I mean? Intended. Whether whether it's whether it's three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, or however long it takes for that female and that male to be comfortable to have that situation together. Well, but, I think. But it was sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll let I you think wrap it up also with that. well that kind of leads into the answer <laughs> of uh, what was asked about um, what was that other thing you guys asked. <laughs> Oh, oh hell, we've asked so many damn questions. I can't even remember whether I'm coming or going anymore. Yeah, so that answer kind of leads into what I was thinking for that answer is that um, I think what a lot of people forget in the dating process is like, am I friends with this person? Like, have I built a bond with this person that goes beyond being sexual and being romantically compatible? If you're romantically compatible with someone you don't know that well, then that compatibility is going to fizzle out, like just point blank. Like that is just math and science. It is not going to last if you don't have a bond before that. And if you don't know each other that well, you're not willing to conform and, you know, uh, agree with one another on so many things. So I feel like a lot of people are in a hurry to start dating and to start like, you know, is this the right person for me? Should I dump her and go on to another one? And they're in such a hurry to find these things out that they're kind of skipping the part of like, let's be friends. Let's see if we like the same comedy. Let's see if we like the same, you know, interaction on a daily basis. Do we like the same food? Do we, do we have a similar background that we can relate to one another on? And if not, then am I curious enough to know about you? You know, I've, I've seen a lot of couples that like one person has a one lifestyle, the other one is very different, and they don't even really seem to like kind of connect on those things. And I'm like, well, that's cool if it works for you guys. But at the same time, I would want my partner to know what I'm living with and dealing with on a daily basis. And if they don't care, they don't give a damn about service industry and bartenders and what our life is like, then we're maybe. Yeah, probably not going to be compatible. I got it. Yeah, so 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 on top of that one, then we'll probably have to wind this up. Is Mm -hmm. you know basically on what you said was like you can this the romantic goes away, it fizzles because at the end of the day, sex is sex, but we all get older, and as you get older, that kind of fizzles uh, to a degree. It will. I mean, that's just called old age. So when you get into those older years, life. yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you, Mike. We're hey, you you got your second fuck you, and it took a long time. So that being said, I'll Let wrap it quiet. up with this statement, wait, okay? Wait, and then we'll get I out of here. I actually wanted to make a wait. statement too, but thanks, Brad. Oh, well, Be, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jesus Christ. Go ahead. I was simply going to say, if you're in a bar as a customer and there's a bartender working, that more than likely your lifestyles are polar opposites, and it's going to be much harder to get it to work. Because she's working while uh-huh. you're partying, That's it. and then 
she's sleeping while you're working. So it's going to be very challenging to get your schedules. Well, to that's line why I up. think a lot of bartenders Plus, and entertainers like than, to date each other because we, yeah. Plus, Plus, the problem with it is, is the, the only reason that you're hitting on her in the first place is because she's and hot. You're drunk. So that starts off with the wrong <laughs> intention. Even and, if you're walking, even if you're walking by, like you walk by, you see a beautiful woman, and you're like, "Oh my god, she's amazing, she's the one." And you walk in, and you just say, "Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to like drink or anything. I just saw you from outside, and if I didn't walk in and just introduce myself and give you my number, I would feel like my life would be incomplete." So here it is. If you'd like to learn more about me, give me a call. I'd love to take you out for coffee and just fucking walk out and just be done and be like, that's it. Okay. And now finally, thank you for that, Mike. Uh, (laughs) From this show, you got a fuck one, friend zone one, not kill, and marry one. (laughs) Of who? Of the three of us. Three guys right now. No, don't. That's fucking rude. Yeah, don't do that with us. It's not rude. What are you guys talking about? You guys fucking throw me under oh, the bus. Oh, I thought you were th- I thought you were saying the three of us. I was like, dude, what no, the fuck? She has to pick. Like that's he just is. Mean. He is saying the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so so it's not FMK. It's not fuck Mary kill. It's fuck Mary friend zone. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, yeah, because oh, I don't want to kill somebody. No, I, murder somebody. Yeah, you got to kill someone too. Kill oh, Eric. Man. Yeah, kill <laughs> okay. Fuck Mary, kill. I don't Go kill anybody. Exactly. That's why okay. I didn't say it. Fuck Mary, kill. Kill Eric. Okay. okay. Eric, um, if you don't pick Eric, he's gonna die. He's gonna die of a broken heart, anyways. This is, this is so many kinds of fucked up. So, okay, so in light of what I just said, that I like to be friends with somebody and that you have to get to know someone before, you know, you make those decisions if you want to be with this person or not, right? Okay. (laughs) So, Eric's known me the longest. He's going to get the M. Oh, the marriage. Is that, is oh, that the marriage? damn. He locked oh, in the marriage. Yeah, I see. I mean, it's either you or our dead, Brad. Yeah, no, either oh, one great. Of you getting, It's me. Fuck. I'm getting killed. Either one of you getting fucked. That's the way I would look at it. I want to chase Eric around in my nurse outfit while I'm giving him insulin and shit. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, so. All right. All right. So which one of us, which one of us is dying? Because we're gonna li- we're gonna leave on this note. I Which one of us is dying? Oh, this hurts. Um, I don't, I don't really want to do this. I don't. Well, if you have sex with Brad, he's dying either way. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have a gun. You fuck have a you, gun Mike. to your head, and they said, "Fuck you." All right, okay. Let me ask you this. I'm dying. I love these terrorists. These are great terrorists. No, just just question for both of yes. you. Um, oh no! You're both married, right? Oh no! Okay. Correct. How long have you been married, Mike? Three years. How long have you been married, Brad? Same. I was married seventeen, then three. So you both yes. been married for well, three I didn't years. Include the first marriage. You I'm both sorry? been married for three years. Correct. Whose marriage Correct. is technically longer? Mine. Brad's is longer. But I would, I okay, I can make this easy for you because I would rather die. 
Because <laughs> he hates the world. <laughs> Stop it, Mikey. No, because I'm married right now. Like, you didn't put the disclaimer That's, in there. Like, yeah, he, so he, he, he did it towards the end. He said if you I were did. single. I, yeah. if, oh, we if we were I was single. single. Okay, that changes You're things. Yeah, so, all three of us I don't understand are, why the married uh, thing matters, but go ahead. Yeah. Either way, I'm dying. You're so all let's do this. single right now because it's a game. Hello, it's make. Okay, go. Okay, so this is a game. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. hear the disclaimer. All right. I, I retract that statement. Okay, so we got that. I'm sorry, what? She said she's married. You're dumbass. So you're safe. Okay, cool. You're safe so, from death. Okay, so you said Brad's been married longer that was in his other life because we're making Yes. So that means he's probably gotten laid less recently. So then I would beg. <laughs> That's true either way. That's Brad. fucked up. You would well, do I would say Mike and friend zone Brad. Wow. Aww. Oh, I thought you said kill. No, there was no friend zone. It was kill. No, she changed it to friend zone. Oh, okay. Uh, then. Story the of my original. life. I've always been friend zoned. Nothing else is new. I'm sorry. I'm sorry think, for your loss. Well, hey, Mike. Mike, at least you know you're getting laid tonight. Yeah. If you're single, you're getting laid. Well, I would have anyway. Judging by the sex thing. An imaginary land or not. I feel like if you've been married longer, you've probably gotten laid less recently. So that's why I chose you know, one oh. to perform better. No offense. Sorry, guys. You would be accurate. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Eric, that's just like real life, I got friend zone. <laughs> it's great to see that even in real life and in make believe, I'm the fucking same person. Friend zone. Fuck uh, you know, that, all that, of that, you. I'm out. That's, that's the first time I didn't get picked to get married, and it actually felt pretty good. Yeah, you got picked to get laid. Fuck you, dick. All right. No. So. Oh, Gentlemen, it was a numbers. And just like that, it was the last time she was on the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like Eric that, got married, be, Mike got be, laid, Brad got friend zoned. I can realize. Just life. like that, she's going to be a regular. Cause. Yeah, no shit. Well, it was nice that you replaced me, Laura. Uh, thank you for coming on the Daily BM. Um, you will now be partner number three in crime, and I will be I have now next to stage right now. Um, <laughs> And I'm in the friend zone. Great. Yeah, we'll have to change the name. Great. Though. I'll send you some photos later of us going to take it out. <laughs> I look so forward to going to the play tomorrow. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll even bring roses. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Anyway, all right, guys, listen, we're gonna get out of here. Um, don't forget to go to the Tiki Talk or the Tweet Machine at underscore the Daily BM. You can also go to Facebook and Instagram at the Daily BM. You can also go to the website at thedailybm.com where you can friend zone Brad at info at thedailybm.com. <laughs> he's so, never going to let this go. He's so, never going to let this go. And Or you can just send Mike pics because he's fuckable. And then Eric's the <laughs> marriage kind. So, hey, he's all good. So, with that, guys, Mikey, you got anything? I'm pretty good, actually. It was a great day. Hey, Slenderman, you got anything? I hate you. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to our long, thank loving you. friendship. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we will catch you guys on the flip side. We're fucking out of here. Yes. Have a good one, bye. everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Deuces. 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 Deuces more. Deuces. You shut your mouth. Friends Deuces. Yes.